Welcome to the Next Cloud Podcast. Let's talk about digital sovereignty. Welcome to the Next Cloud Podcast number 15. Today we have again a very exciting topic. We are talking about how you can get your own uh, open source project founded if you have an innovative idea and we have a success story of a team who actually did that and now is working for Nextcloud. And um, today with me is Marie. She is one of the managers of the Prototype Fund. Hi, Marie. Hi. And Max and Jonas, who uh, successfully got their app founded. Hi, Max. Hi. Hi, Jonas. Hi. And maybe we start with uh, the general question. So what is the prototype fund, Marie? What are you doing there? Um, so we are a fund. We are based at the Open Knowledge Foundation Germany. And uh, we get money from um, the Ministry for Education and Research, which we can distribute to open source projects. So the German state is giving money for that fund. That's interesting. Exactly. Ah, okay. And and what kind of projects do you fund there? So what what is the purpose of this? Um, we call it public interest tech. It's basically anything that benefits the general public. So you can think about stuff for education, data literacy, or um, stuff that makes the internet and uh, technology more secure, uh, journalism projects, um, self-hosting projects, community projects. We have like a very, very large selection of projects that um, apply at the Prototype Fund, and we try to also fund in a bunch of different areas. Mm -hmm. And how many projects have you already funded? Is there, uh, yeah, hundreds or just 20 or <laughs> how many are there? Uh, if you're interested in the exact number, it's uh, 248 um, okay. at today. Okay, so uh, quite a lot already. And there is uh, an application process I need to do for getting my my idea my my project funded there maybe you could explain what what people have to do yeah so we're doing funding rounds um every six months um we have a platform that's open for two months where you can pitch your ideas it's quite um easy and short it's not one of these super long things where you have to write a lot of text it's one to two a four pages if you answer all the questions um, you have to have an address in Germany and you have to submit in German. We're not allowed to consider anything that's not submitted in German. And you have to explain to us uh, what's your idea, why it's innovative, if other th similar things exist already, because we're an innovation fund, so you need to show what's new about your idea, um, what kind of people could use it, that kind of questions. But it's very short paragraphs for each question. You just have to answer one paragraph. And yeah, you can pitch any idea you have. It needs to be open source. Okay. And is this, how is this checked that is open source afterwards? I mean, do they have to put it in a public directory or do, do they put it on GitHub or GitLab or stuff like that? 
Um, the ministry wants to see a link after your funding time. You have to send the link to your um, directory. We don't care if it's GitHub, GitLab, Bitbucket, whatever it is, but it needs to be public and that will be checked after the six months. Okay. So I need to be in Germany. If I can't speak German, maybe I can ask a friend. <laughs> but if I am in Germany, I could uh, apply for this fund. Um If I'm from another, I don't know, European country, uh, then it's maybe a problem. Do you know of other funds like the prototype funds, uh, fund in, in Europe or, or worldwide, which do nearly the same as you? Um, so there's two answers to that question. If you're like seeing the model prototype fund, it also exists in Switzerland and in Taiwan, but they have in Switzerland, they have a very different funding scope. They only do stuff related as far as I remember to getting people involved in participating in politics. So it's, it's narrow scope, but it's the same principle. If you're looking for funding for open source projects, our projects are mostly also successful with the NL net fund, which is uh, in the Netherlands and but you don't need to be in the Netherlands to apply. Or uh, OTF in the US is, of course, funding globally. Okay, so they are interesting also for, I don't know, if someone is not uh, be able to live in Germany, um, then they could look up there. But it's really interesting this that there is in Germany such a fund. Yeah. Um, so I have an idea. Um, I put my application into your website uh, answer all your question what next well we read everything that takes some time then our jury reads everything and selects ideas and those ideas are submitted to the ministry who checks if it's legal to fund them because there are some guidelines on funding which mostly is the case um and then you get an email from us that says that you can come to a workshop where you will do some official paperwork, which is needed for public funding, and we'll guide you through this. And two and a half late, months later, you'll get an okay from the ministry and start working pretty much immediately. If you apply in February or March, you start in September. Okay, so I have to be there in person at some point. In Corona, not, but technically, yes. Okay, <laughs> so, so so it's also a little bit digitized. Uh, uh, <clears throat> okay, so now uh, I've I, it's it's September. I could start working. How much money do I get, and for how long? And yeah, how will it last? Do I need to show you receipts for what I've been doing with the money, or how is this working? Um. So you will have to talk to um, some people who do the admin and send them uh, some paperwork at the beginning and then also send them uh, after the first month and the, after the fourth month and after the six months. Um, sort of specific invoices, which are basically the amount of hours you've been working. Okay. And you so can get up to 47,500 euro for the six-month phase. Okay. Well, it's quite a lot of money, but I don't need to show, I don't know, I bought this laptop and this uh, this shiny new cool stuff. It's uh, like the hours I spent, I need to show to you and then, then it's okay. Yeah, the ministry won't pay for um, physical stuff. It's really work hours. Okay, okay. 
Okay, Max Jonas, uh, you did this. Uh, you got funded uh, for a project called Nextcloud Collectives. Maybe, uh, Max, you could explain what is the idea behind Nextcloud Collectives? Um, yeah, it's um, so the basic idea is enabling collaboration in a group and collecting knowledge in a single place and collaborating on that. So more concretely, for example, I live with a bunch of people in a shared house and we have some infrastructure that we use together. And we have a bunch of notes um, about how stuff works or, you know, like the one example I always say, we have a washing machine that's breaking the same way over and over again and it's easy to fix, but you need to know how. So you also need to know where that information is. So we were... Like Jonas and me were discussing about this situation because it's fairly frequent that you have a group that's collaborating and sharing resources and you somehow need to have a, like a knowledge base or something like a tool to share your knowledge and enable everybody to change the data. And yeah, so you can think of it kind of like a wiki, but, uh, Yeah, our focus was very much on collaboration and um, the social aspect of it as well. It's not um, just... Um, so the idea is that people actually collaborate and know each other and have a trust base and that this kind of normally real-life collaboration but could also be digital collaboration kind of extends into this collaborating on the documentation. And yeah, so we uh, we thought about that problem and came up with some ideas how to um, improve that kind of collaboration in Nextcloud and then applied for prototype funding and uh, were accepted into a round and uh, fairly well kind of changed our ideas and developed it further. And in that first round, we came up with the idea of calling this project collectives and then afterwards we recognized that it's working quite nicely for collaborating um, asynchronously so one person adds some information at one point and then somebody else edits it later but there's there's still quite a bit of challenges for say taking meeting notes together um, so we applied again with that particular focus and said, okay, we want to uh, solve another problem, which is taking notes during meetings. And um, we built uh, up on our first solution, solution, so to say, but solving a different problem. And yeah, that allowed us to um, focus more on this, uh, how do you say, like simultaneous collaboration or real-time collaboration so it's it's a wiki and and more yeah so i can work together at the same time uh it, at a problem or at the documentation um for something in Nextcloud. yeah you i think you can basically frame it like a collaborative knowledge database um And collaborative means that you can 
work together on documents in real time, just like you probably know it from pets or mm -hmm. from uh, online office suits. Yeah. And what's the difference to an office suit? Um, I mean, okay, there I have spreadsheets and, and stuff like that, but what is the benefit of using uh, Nextcloud collectives? Mm, I would say it's more targeted at... Um, Uh, social groups mm -hmm. that um, want to yeah, build their knowledge and um, document their knowledge. And um, from the very beginning, we had groups in mind like um, small communities or um, uh, political movements, progressive political movements that um, have a lot of fluctuation between uh, in their group and stuff like that. And um, so they have to have a place where they write down, for example, their meeting notes, but also their FAQs and uh, yeah, the knowledge they built. And um, mm, the thing where we come from is that a lot of people use pets for this right now. And um, they are not very yeah user-friendly for this. For example, you cannot create several pets and link between them. So um, I would say our solution is kind of in between simple pets and a full-featured office suite that is often way, uh, way too complex for uh, just taking notes or just writing down how your washing machine will uh, get, uh, can be fixed or stuff like that. Okay. And and you actually got funded twice. Uh, that's, <laughs> yes. that's interesting. <laughs> uh, so it was was uh, two times a little bit other idea, and that's why it got funded twice, right? Uh, because as far as I remember, it's just a prototype fund, so build a prototype, get funded for it, and then try to get your money elsewhere. Um, but you did, yep. did, did the thing that, that you got it twice. That's interesting. Um, was there any obstacle to, about it? Uh, having having uh, it uh, in there twice, or was it actually good to know the people already? Um, from our perspective, it was really nice to get funded twice because uh, I think actually that was the main reason why uh, it, be it became so successful in the end because we were able to... Um, continue from our um, experiences from the first round. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the um, official rules in the prototype fund are that you can only be funded once for the same project. So what we did basically was framing the different application differently and not calling it like a follow-up uh, um, application, but rather saying, hey, we really focus on a very different or very specific um, feature now. And yeah, we are super happy that we got funded twice. And at the same time, I would say that's maybe kind of a downside or maybe a, a shortcoming of the prototype fund that um, in my case, <laughs> I didn't even only get funded twice. I got funded uh, three or even four times uh -oh. <laughs> uh, with different projects. Um, And the projects where, where you only get funded once, I think it's not always easy to be after half a year to be at the point where you um, can continue your project where it's already grown up, kind of. Um, so, um, 
Yeah, for, for us, it was, uh, I think it's part of the success story that we uh, got funded twice with the collective SAP. Maybe I can give a bit of context on that. Sure. Um, so yes, uh, we, we fund innovation. Um, innovation can be out of nowhere, someone who builds something new, or it can be based on something that exists. Like when you buy, build an app on Nextout, it's also built on something existing. And every application, whether it's your first, your t second, or your third, will go through the same process. We don't do um, just like, oh, we really liked you. Your project was good. You're getting money again. So it's like new jury members who read your application, don't have your first application, and look, is this a good project? And it's quite rare that jury members say twice about one team, hey, let's fund this because we have a lot of applications. So it really speaks for Jonas and Max that twice they went like, hey, we want to do this. And twice the jury said, yeah, that doesn't exist. Sounds great. And like, that's really a compliment to you guys. As for like the issue of the prototype, and it's something what, that we're really aware of, that we're only that kickstart that projects need, but we need a second fund, which is something for maintenance, for um, further de development of existing projects. And I know there are some uh, attempts up from that. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the Sovereign Tech Fund, which also partially comes from people from the Prototype Fund, not from me, but uh, ex-colleagues of mine. And um, that's something else. I think we need both. We need something th that's very lightweight for projects to start. And then we need something that helps grow and maintain projects. Yeah. For, for a long time, funding the to have so the, the sovereignty tech fund uh, do, do you think this will be something we will see this year i am like everyone else i'm watching and hoping okay 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 but what should people do um if they are finished with their prototype i mean okay max jonas did a really cool thing uh they got funded twice and now are working for nextcloud so they build an app uh for nextcloud and I don't know, got Frank uh, <laughs> to sign off on this. <laughs> um, but what should, uh, Marie, what, what do you think? What should uh, people do when they're finished with their prototype? It really, really depends on the project. Um, you have projects that are finished, as in they just go into some other community that will take care of it and just need very little maintenance. You have projects that will need to look for further funding who even go in like... I don't know. We have a project in the Charity Health um, Tech Accelerator because it really fits for them. Like very specific funding that works for some projects. Some have business models. Some have models where they go in an association and are maintained by a community. Mm -hmm. it, I think it really depends on the project, whether you want and can make money with it, when whether you need the money to keep it alive. Um, and I think... The idea that a big, existing, stable, strong, open source project like Nextcloud keeps maintaining that project is actually a really clever way of doing it, which we haven't seen yet in the prototype fund. We start seeing a few doing this. Okay. And I think as I, it goes in the idea of Nextcloud. Nextcloud is also the idea you can do ethical open source software and still have people paid for doing it, etc. Like Frank has given so many talks about this. And I think that's the same idea, like find a place in an open source ecosystem where you can have a very stable way of maintaining your project. I think that's for some project a very clever option. Yeah, and I think it's also depends on how you can relate to those projects uh, 
during the project time and also before. So for us, it was really beneficial to be able to build up on Nextcloud. Like starting this whole thing from scratch would have been basically impossible. Like we were able to put different pieces together. Uh, like we already had a text editor. We already had a file storage. We already had a definition of groups with Nextcloud circles. So um, I think it, it totally depends on the project. I, I don't want to be too broad, but uh, in terms of our project, it was really like we started this uh, knowing that we would have want to maintain it. And we were thinking like, okay, how can we maintain an entire knowledge database? And we basically can't because there's too many moving parts to it. So we knew, okay, like, Nextcloud will be maintained. There's, it's a sustainable ecosystem and we can just add the parts that are missing and figure out how to maintain it afterwards. And maintaining a single Nextcloud app seemed doable. We didn't have the idea of getting funded by Nextcloud later when we started it. So I don't know. I mean, if, if it's a standalone project that maybe doesn't even need maintenance it's i think it's cool um but if it's if the end result that you're aiming for is more complex i think it makes a lot of sense to look at other projects in the same space and figure out what the part is that is missing from these like the the bit that you can add and maybe uh people from that existing uh, open source ecosystem will like it so much they support you in in continuing the maintenance or start maintaining it themselves. Uh, I just wanted to follow up on it um, uh, because I think uh, not only what Max said that uh, you, we had like, like a very solid um, ecosystem to build uh, upon with Nextcloud. Um, another key aspect in our case was that the Nextcloud community or um, also the people from the Nextcloud uh, company who um, feel responsible for the community were super welcoming and um, put a lot of effort into um uh, helping us with uh, our first steps developing the software because um, in a former round where I got funded, I had to work with the Linux kernel community and that was exactly the opposite uh, experience. Um, it was really hard to find somebody at all there uh, who is friendly and helpful and welcoming and it was even harder to get patches accepted and the whole process was super intransparent and stuff like that. So I think um, both things were super important for us. Being able to build on a solid ecosystem where a lot of parts are already there and having a really friendly and welcoming community around it. I, I think um, that's the part of funding that people don't really think about. Um, we always talk about money, but one of our jobs is also to make sure that we introduce people to other people, give them coaching, etc. 
And I remember, like, I remember you, Jonas, uh, struggling with the Linux Foundation. That was my first full roundup prototype fund, and it was very frustrating for you. And I remember you applying with that Nextcloud project. And I used to work at Nextcloud before I joined Prototype Fund, so I knew them really well. And I was like, yay, this is something I can help. And I remember being super excited and even being like, I kind of want to introduce them before they even start, but that would not be professional. So I'm just going to wait. <laughs> but like, I really knew that's like a really good match. I knew you, Jonas. I knew Nextcloud. I, I was just so happy about this and I felt like it would be great. And it was even better than I imagined, but it was like such a great thing. And I want more of this. And we've had other similar experiences with uh, Nextcloud, for example, um, the project Kailuna from Nextcloud also was funded at Prototype Fund. They're also saying it was so easy. And I really hope that a lot of open source projects are going to be like this with people that are externally finding money to make the project better. Yeah, and that's a place where you fill a gap really um, uh, in an important way. Um, also introducing us, us to, for example, to the possibility of um, having the coaching with Simply Secure. And um, I think for us, the Prototype Fund was also a place where we um, got to know, yeah, different, how do you say it? Different groups and different um, um, uh, characters characters and people who um, live up to this uh, idea of um, building civil tech, basically, like um, software or in general um, uh, IT infrastructure that um, is useful for the society as a whole and um, that we also can be part of developing the, the society for something better um, while developing software. So, you know, you did not approach Nextcloud before uh, having the idea for the prototype fund. Is, is did I get this right now? Mm, I don't remember exactly anymore. Maybe Max, you remember, but I think we didn't. I think we just started, uh, yeah, in our little chamber, and um, after having the first bits together then we contacted nextcloud and uh, as marie said she really introduced us to them really early that was super helpful but i don't think that we contacted them in in the early uh, stages uh, uh, okay. yeah, yeah or even so. before yeah. applying i think it was uh, also because we were like okay we'll focus on this one app and um it felt on the one hand, like something that could be done, but also like something that might not be possible if we try to fit within existing uh, paradigms in a company or so. Like it was very experimental what we did, how we put things together. It was a prototype and we really felt like, okay, we want to take that approach as well. Like to say, okay, this... We are prototyping. It doesn't have to be perfect from the start. And um, it's kind of different from the way you work when you know this is a long-term project that has a lot of paying customers and you need to maintain your uh, apps that you feature for the next five years or so. And so, um, yeah, we... 
it was really good to be introduced to the next cloud people. They were really helpful, but they also know the situation. I think they have a lot of people who are developing apps for Nextcloud and doing their own thing. And it's uh, there's a lot of tooling in Nextcloud for that and it was really helpful. But at the same time, uh, we didn't use the same infrastructure. We used GitLab and not GitHub, for example. We used a uh, different way of testing our stuff and so on just because it was what we were used to and worked faster for us. So, yeah. 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 Also, we didn't want to get sucked into, like, the big machinery, <laughs> but instead <laughs> we're like, okay, this is a small, narrow enough scope that we can pull off in half a year with two people. Okay. You you wanted to keep your independence uh, at the at the stage, uh, so it was not your plan to get I don't know employed by Nextcloud uh, after the app, but now it is so. I mean, how does this come about? Was it luck or <laughs> why are you now Nextcloud employees? Mm, I think it's a combination of many things. Um, first, uh, we. We really didn't um, aim for um, getting paid by Nextcloud. I think uh, when the second round came to an end, we had a lot of discussions about how we could continue collectives. Um, and we, with the with the end of the first round, we were we are not even sure whether we want to continue it. But with the Uh, end of the second round, I think we were pretty um, confident already that it's um, a good idea to continue this and that it's helpful to communities and uh, movements and social groups. Um, and yeah, then certainly uh, getting paid by Nextcloud was one idea, but it was not the only one. And um, I think the reason why we finally um, yeah, got the... Um, Uh, got, got, got Frank saying to us, hey, uh, uh, if you want to, uh, you can work for Nextcloud. Uh, it's also in a number of different aspects, but also that collectives can be part of a business um, product, Nextcloud. Collectives is also useful for uh, corporates, for um, companies. Um, they can use it as their knowledge database as well. And um, so it's some I think that's also an important part why, um, yeah, uh, the funding of this software is not such a big deal. Um, and I think it's way more complicated for projects that um, do very important things for society but cannot build a business model around it. Mm -hmm. um, Max, um I mean, this this is a German fund, right? Uh, I guess there's also a lot of bureaucracy. I don't know. Uh, d did you have to have a lot of meetings with, uh, for instance, Marie or and the people from the prototype fund, or was it, a, I don't know, everything okay? Get six months paid, go into hacking mode, no contact with the outside world for six months, and then when you're finished, you're finished, or... How was how was the process of of uh, developing this app? From my point of view, it was really lightweight. Like the main thing was, I think every other week we would send a report about what we were doing 
the week before or the two weeks before um, which we sometimes submitted late <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't and, get sanctioned for that oh <laughs> uh, we got told off and I can very much understand it if you have to read 50 or 25 reports and you plan for that on a day and then some of them arrive the next day and the day after It can be really annoying. I can very much understand that. I'm sorry, Marie. But yeah, sometimes things get in the way. Um, but that's like, it's also very helpful for us ourselves. I, like that's a level of administrative work that I feel like it's not such a bad idea to write down every other week what you did the last two weeks and what you're planning for the next two weeks. And so that that didn't bother me at all like and the other administrative stuff um there's a bit of bureaucracy involved with uh, doing a project as two people you have to uh, create a legal entity that can then be paid for the project and so on but that's also like the most lightweight thing that you can get in germany uh gbr i don't know how to translate that yeah and um yeah I don't know. Yeah, there is some bureaucracy involved, but I think it's as little as possible. Okay. I don't know. How was your experience, Jonas? You took care of more of the bureaucracy than me, I think. I would just say that um, the prototype fund and the people behind the prototype fund do their best to lower the barrier as much as they can. <laughs> I think uh, if you would be alone with um, applications uh, for funding by the European Union or by uh, federal government or stuff like that, uh, I think that would be way more complex. And that's really, um, yeah, one of the huge advantages of the prototype fund that um, uh, as little bureaucracy as uh, <laughs> in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe at this place we have also to precise that um, we take uh, the fun part, which is seeing your updates, seeing how you're working, connecting you with uh, organizations, etc. Um, and for the admin part, there is uh, the DLR, which is uh, the Deutsche Luft- und Raumfahrtzentrum. It's it's basically a German form of the NASA, but they don't send that much in space um they have a section that's specialized in getting government for money and supporting uh, projects that want to do so and they take care of the admin part for everyone which is like super cool they're a great support for us we couldn't do it without them and they're the ones who supported you with the admin not us credit where credit is due yes and they're also super excited about it i feel and it's it's nice to work with people where you have the impression like that they enjoy this project or they they are excited about what's happening and they were very supportive and I don't know. It, it didn't feel like you have to fight bureaucracy. It's more like you try to collaborate with them on getting this done in the way it needs to be done. And that's, yeah, I mean, there, there is some overhead to this and It's okay because also there is some, I mean, this is government money. It should be spent in a way that's meaningful. And yeah, there needs to be some level of control, but yeah, it's not okay. unreasonable all, at all. Yeah. All, all in all, you would say it's okay. Certainly. <laughs> okay. At the end, 
you need to also write a report, right? So three pages long stuff, what you did, how great you are, and the link with the uh, uh, open source code. Marie, my yeah. You could tell. Um, I've never written one of those reports, yeah, so I can just say, yes, it has to be written. <laughs> um, we we give a ser series of questions that are very standard that everyone has to answer in their report. And that's okay. basically, it, it's super simple. It's it's one of the simplest thing at Prototype Fund is to just write down what you've done and how it's worked and how you've done it. So that's really not something to worry about. And all projects uh, completed this step? I mean, are there any projects which failed and didn't get uh, completed at all? Or so is this... So we're, we're currently onboarding round 11. I started in round five and I've seen one project give up for personal reasons because he didn't have time. That's all. Okay, so... All in all, a good success rate, I would say. And uh, for you guys, uh, I don't know, Max, was, was it okay to write this report so the overhead bureaucracy is totally fine? I I would think it's Germany and all bureaucracy is, is there. I mean, uh, if I do my taxes, I really get annoyed of all the stuff I, I need to do. But this sounds okay-ish, <laughs> I would say. I, I think what's important to say is that this is not typical funding. Um, you don't apply at the ministry to get money. That's something you'd have to hire an expert for. What It's, it's a very lightweight way of doing it because we apply for four years of funding at the ministry. And then there is like a fast track once because we've already done the application. Um, so it's, it's not like if you've ever been involved in typical German funding, it's not the same at all. It's much, um, lower. Yeah. And we are kind of seeing that in the application process. I mean, we wrote our application and then, um, get the jury response and then it's clear, okay, we're part of it. And then we have to write like another application that's more official and then, But we don't have to do that on our own. That was what the DLR helped with. And that was basically the part where I say that's the part where you'd normally hire an expert or so. You'd, and we had the experts sitting there with us and helping us. So I have never been in a different funding structure or I haven't been working on the funding then. But um, yeah, it's there's a lot of hand-holding, I would say, and support. And I mean, if one project dropped out for personal reasons out of so many, that's, uh, I think that's telling enough. That's, um, yeah. Okay, now you're working for Nextcloud. Uh, the app is, is working. You're happy. But Jonas, would you say you would do this again this way with the funding and with uh, it all? Or would you say, okay, next time I would do it this or that way no in general i would say i would do it again um, because um, the most exciting part about it was that in the very beginning we were able to think about what kind of software do we think is useful for some kind of target group and we started developing this software because we believed in it and not because we thought oh how can we build a business model or how can we make money or stuff like that 
And the prototype fund gave us the freedom for two years um, to basically do this. And um, I think that was really the best start I can imagine for a software project. And um, it wouldn't have been possible without funding because a software co project like co Collectives is um, impossible to do in your spare time or or you do, don't do anything else in your spare time. <laughs> um, yeah, so in, in, in general, I would really say, um, would really recommend this to people who have good ideas um, uh, for software that um, are useful to people in general. <laughs> and about the two years, I mean, the prototype fund is half a year. So if you calculate two rounds of fund, that will be one year. But we had half a year break in between. So we were part of one round of funding, then we did something else for half a year, and then we part, then the second round started. And that was also very interesting, because that meant that we were receiving feedback for what we had developed in the first round for half a year and could think about it some more and came up with this new idea and saw the problems in taking notes concurrently i just thought uh, for us living a really uh, really rather low budget life um, also money from half a year was enough to live for almost one year um, that's not the case for everybody i think it's good that the that the funding is so that the amount of funding is correct especially when you for example have to buy food for your children or stuff like that but we both have the luck to be able to live uh, rather low budget and um, that way the money lasts longer <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so this was a big commercial for the uh, prototype fund i would say max and jonas you are happy uh, you would do it again marie what would you advise for people um who are trying to get funded what should they do uh, or what shouldn't they do if they apply for for funding at the prototype fund uh, it's it's nice to hear all that nice stuff about prototype fund but it's i, I don't see it as a commercial for prototype fund because <laughs> we don't try to sell anything to you we're trying to give money to you we really really like nextcloud we really like these big open source projects and we've had great experience working with several nextcloud projects and if you have an idea if you're based in germany or want to move to Germany for six months, if you can do that, it's not easy for everyone, I know, um, then have a look because maybe that idea you've had in your head for a while and you have no time or no money to start, maybe it's interesting for a lot of people and maybe you can convince our jury. Um, what you can do is, um, I don't know when this will be published, but I guess in February, so our um, funding round is open until the end of March. Um, you can apply on prototypefund.de. There is a bit big Jetzt bewerben, apply now button. And um, you can email us at info at prototypefund.de if you have any questions. Um, and yeah, telling us about your ID, don't be scared. Uh, there will be a jury. They're really nice. They're very competent and they'll just have a look at it. And if it doesn't work, you don't lose that much time because it's very quick writing an application that's only two page long so just try it and we'd be really excited to see what the next out community wants to build mm -hmm. so go out there build on top of nextcloud or another open source project if you find a fitting one or implement 
a crazy cool new feature. I don't know. I learned I should talk to the projects. Uh, maybe before <laughs> I I'm going to to the prototype fund. Uh, maybe they could already tell me um, that there is already such app or feature and uh, I can't apply for pr prototyping because it's already there. So go to the projects and talk with them. And um, yeah, new founding round is starting. What do I need to apply? Just to go to the website, sign on, answer all questions and I'm done, right? Uh, exactly. Have... And we have an FAQ, of course, where a whole bunch, okay. lot of questions already answered. Um, but also drop us an email if you didn't find the answer in the FAQ. It's pretty straightforward. Okay. After the round is finished, the jury picks the winners. Max, Jonas, do you have any tips how to convince the jury that my project is the best one? <laughs> Or at least one worth funding? There's a lot of tips on the prototype fund site as well. It's really, I, I think there's a lot of things you can do, like uh, show your proposal to other people, discuss it with other people, try to figure out who you want your project to be for. Like you can even be very specific with that. It doesn't have to be for everybody. But I think the prototype fund has really done a great job of writing these things down. So I, I can't even repeat all of them or so i think what <laughs> okay. really helped for us was like we had a pretty concrete idea of the problem we wanted to solve and who we wanted to solve it for we were lucky that it solves it for a lot of other people as well <laughs> and that that's maybe what got us into next cloud in the end but that doesn't have to be the case if you know yeah i think it's it's easier to start from a problem that you want to solve and that you actually care about Then starting from, I want to write an application mm -hmm. or I want to program or so. But even though... I actually have a tip. Yeah? Yeah. No, I have a tip. Um, don't try to bullshit us. And that's like valid for any fund. Try to always not quote 50 studies and 60 dudes who have so said something at a time and bring a big world crisis concept in it. Tell us what you want to build why you want to do it, build it, who you want to build it for, how you want to build it. Just these very simple questions and stay like very precise and down to earth and not in like tiny technicalities, just like the big picture and like how you're going to do it, why you're building it. That's the most important. It's like, don't go too far. It's like <laughs> okay. a straightforward application is understandable for a jury. And that's a tip for any application anywhere. Yeah, and then if you really believe in your project and you get uh, declined, don't uh, let yourself get dragged down by the uh, um, this. Um, sometimes it helps to slightly adjust the application and go for it in another round, and then you uh, get accepted. That happened to me. <laughs> so, how many uh, uh, or a percentage? Uh, how many projects are declined each round, Marie? Could could, could you tell this? Or is this? We have per round between 200 and 400 applications, and we can fund up to 25. Yeah, if it is not in one round, maybe try it another time. Or, yeah, look, maybe there is another way to get funded, or um, I don't know. Have faith <laughs> that you find uh, find an organization like I don't know. Uh, 
uh, or a foundation uh, willing to to pay. I don't know. There's also Linux Foundation and stuff like that, who at least uh, for traveling there are expenses you could uh, you could get stuff like that. Um, but if you have a really cool innovative idea and maybe you want to build on top of Nextcloud, then go to the prototype fund. Uh, apply there and maybe we see your app then in the next cloud app store like the one max and jonas did and i think that's a really cool project and it's awesome that we have such a tool um so the tool um max and jonas built but also the tool as the prototype fund is um, and we got funding here from the German government or from the German state. That's that's really cool that there is something like this. And as Marie explained, there are also funds in other countries. So if you are not in Germany, maybe look up uh, these funds. Okay, thank you, Marie. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Jonas, that you talked Um about the projects um, or, or the project you do and uh, what the prototype fund is. And now let's see how many people will apply with their good ideas and um, what will be there in yeah next year then when they start in September with the work. Okay, thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.